Hi, this is Dr. Julie Osborne. Welcome to my CBT podcast. I am a doctor of psychology and a licensed clinical social worker specializing in cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm here to help you bring the power of CBT into your own life. So I want to start off, as I do many times, sharing uh, emails and reviews you guys give me, um, which really keep me humble and focused on why I'm doing the podcast and so happy that it reaches so many people out there. Um, And I just got a wonderful, wonderful five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So I'd really encourage you, if you can, to subscribe if Apple's the platform you listen to and give me a review um, because then it it just gets to more people and they can start listening and benefiting as well. So I just received this the other day. It's five stars and they posted, This changed my life. I thought I was doomed to live a life of pain, depression, and anxiety. This podcast helped pull me out of a dark hole and has given me hope that I can stay afloat and maybe even lead a fulfilling and contented life. I believed all of my negative thoughts and I didn't realize that I deserved and was capable of thinking positively about myself. I can now appreciate my good qualities, which in turn has lessened my depression. It makes me look forward to each day rather than wishing it would all end. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that review. You know who you are. And again, I'm really grateful and really humbled that this podcast has touched so many people and made such a difference in so many people's lives. And I know that that's what cognitive behavioral therapy can do for people. And again, that was my intention when I started back in March of 2020. And we will continue to march forward and continue to have more podcasts. And I want to just keep teaching you guys and as always, reaching out to me, which I'll talk more about how to contact me at the end of the podcast. But, you know, I love um, your ideas and sharing with me how this has helped you and um, being able to answer any of your questions. So today I thought a really good podcast that would be helpful is relapse prevention, right? So we want to prevent relapse. But let me first start saying that we all relapse, okay? It wasn't you know, it isn't that, you know, oh my God, I relapsed, you know, or I never want to relapse. Of course, we never want to relapse. I'll talk about more what that even means, but it's going to happen. So let's get prepared for it, right? And prevent it as much as we possibly can. And there's ways that we can do that. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming, doesn't have to be some huge chore, but it's important to know because when you do relapse, from depression or your anxiety or maybe anger, whatever you're going through. I don't want you to freak out and think like, oh my God, I went back to where I started because that's not true either. Relapses can be small, medium, and large, right? And the sooner we catch them, and we'll talk about how to do that as well, the more we will be able to get back on track quicker and get back to where we want to be. So let's first talk about, you know, what's, quote, normal regarding your moods. So what's, you know, normal is that, you know, we want, say, if we're thinking about a week, right, seven days out of the week, we want to, you know, a good, you know, four or five days, we're feeling good. And we might have a couple days, you know, aren't our best days. We get frustrated, things happen, things maybe in the news we watched, you know, or in the world, right, and kind of got us down for that day. But we're able to, you know, bounce back get refocused, have our thoughts be balanced, and we're doing okay. So that's what we're going for. We're not going for, you know, happiness 
24 7 because that's not realistic and i don't want you to have these unrealistic expectations i always say you know i want everyone to be content and our happiness goes you know high to medium to kind of just you know our baseline so you know it comes and goes depending on what's going on in our lives but in general to be happy and to be content is what we're looking for but you know we're human beings right and we have lots of different emotions and that makes us who we are and they're all of our emotions are good right so it's not that i want you just to avoid 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 not feeling sad or feeling worried or anxious because they all have a place in our lives but we don't want that to be overriding your life so let's say that you got to a place or you are at a place right that you're feeling pretty happy and feeling good and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I'm starting to have more anxiety than not. Or I'm starting to feel my depression more than I was, you know, last week. Or it kind of feels like it used to feel. You know, what do I do? What do I do? So before I give you specific tools, I just want to mention that sometimes we stop using our cognitive behavioral skills we've learned because we're feeling better, right? And that's totally normal, right? Like I feel good, so I don't need to quote like practice as much. And we're not using the skills on a regular basis. So that's why it's important to create ways to continue to practice your tools on a daily basis, especially when you're feeling good. You know, what I'm teaching you is not like I'm going to use these tools and okay, now I'm better. So now I'm done. Right. It's that I want to maintain my happiness and my mental health and how well I'm doing. So I need to continue to find a way to maintain that. And part of that is using the skills. So I know I've said this probably in almost every podcast, but I use the tools every single day. Because if I got eighty or 90,000 thoughts in my head, I need tools on how to manage all of them, right? So that's the first thing we want to remember is that I'm feeling well, but that's because I'm changing how I'm thinking and I'm challenging my thoughts. And all the other tools that I'm using re- re- within the school of CBT right? That I need to continue to use them so I stay well. So that's something to remember that when or if you relapse is, you know, to first say, you know, am I still using my tools? What's, you know, what what's changed here for me? And we don't have to, you know, reinvent the wheel that whatever worked for us before usually will work again. So whether it's the thaw record, your gratitude list, working on acceptance, you know, um, using your cognitive distortions, which we'll talk about in a minute and addressing that with your thoughts, you know, and all of these are podcasts I've done before. Whatever has worked for you, that's what I want you to keep using. Not every tool works for everybody. So you want to hone it in and say, you know, this, these ones really make a difference for me. So I need to keep practicing them. So let's first talk about ways to reduce the likelihood of relapse. And then I'm going to also give you specific things to do to avoid even getting there or to keep your eye on it is maybe a better way to say it. So we first of all want to over practice, I say our tool. So what does that mean? Over practicing means whenever I can do a thaw record, whenever I have a negative mood, I'm going to ask myself, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Right? Even if it's little, like I'm frustrated, the light, you know, the, the red light's so long and I'm going to be late for my appointment. You know, what am I thinking? in my head. I'm thinking something because I'm feeling frustrated. Remember, it doesn't have to be huge situations to do thought records whenever you have a negative mood. So you want to over practice because the more you practice, the more you practice these tools 
it will become more automatic for you and you'll see that you're using them more often and it's not even that you have to remind yourself as much as just that's how you are. My brain is like a thought record, I say, right? I'm in my thoughts way faster than I used to be when I do have my negative moods. So you want to over-practice. Another thing is you want to identify possible high-risk situations in your life. So when you've worked through all the you know, exercises, if you're using Mind Over Mood or the other book I refer to a lot, Feeling Great by Dr. David Burns, You'll notice that there's certain situations that are more difficult for you. So you want to plan for those. So if you know you're going to have a meeting, right, or you have to maybe see a particular family member or whatever you have to deal with in your life, like, you know, these have always been tough situations for me, maybe public speaking, right? Lots of different situations come up that people really struggle with. So know what your high risk situations are and prepare for that. So what, how can I prepare? Do a thaw record. Right? What am I thinking that's causing me to feel nervous or anxious or angry or scared about the situation? So if I prepare for it, I'm less likely to have a relapse because now I know how I'm going to handle it and I know what I'm going to say and I have new thoughts that I've been able to balance out regarding the situation. And I'm not going in just, you know, hoping that it's going to work out because I always say, you know, hope is not a plan. We want to have a plan. So identifying those high-risk situations and not just thinking, well, I feel better now, so I'll just flow through it. Not necessarily true because something could really trigger you. Identifying early warning signs is the second thing that you can do. So if you're using the Mind Over Mood book in chapters 13, which is understanding depression, and chapter 14, which is understanding anxiety, they both have what they call a Mind Over Mood depression inventory and a Mind Over Mood anxiety inventory. So when I work with my clients, I have them fill this out every single week or, you know, once a week for sure. And then whenever I meet with my clients, I always get their scores because it gives us a baseline of where they're at when we start therapy. And then we can see their progression throughout therapy. And then when people finish therapy and they're moving on with their lives, I recommend that with the inventories, that for the first six months after you finish therapy is that you still do them every other week. And then the next six to 12 months to do them once a month. Because I've had a couple clients that didn't really feel the changes, but they noticed their numbers were going up because these inventories have symptoms of either depression or anxiety that you can see what your symptoms are. And then again, you can have your baseline. And if the numbers start going up, that's a good time to, if you have a therapist, go back and get a booster session, as I call it, or go back and open up the book again. Look over your old thought records, do a new thought record. Okay, so doing the inventory is a great way. So how can you remember to do that? I recommend a lot of clients because people forget, you know, all of us, we're busy, right? Weeks go by and we're like, oh, I didn't do a thought record or I didn't do an inventory. So put something in your phone as a reminder. So like, you know, when you do the inventory, you want to do it the same day every week or the same day every month, whatever you're choosing to do. Maybe like, you know, the first day of each month would be great if you're doing it once a month. So put a reminder in your phone that just reminds you. They take like five minutes. So we need things to do to remind us. So using your phone as a reminder. Uh, if you're using certain books or you have a journal you're using, you know, as long as you're comfortable, leave it out so that you just like, you know, see it. It's just a visual reminder kind of a subliminal, like, oh, yeah, there's the Mind Over Mood book. Oh, there's the Feeling Great book or whatever. You're, there's my journal that I write in. There's my gratitude list. Leave it out because we get too caught up in our lives 
and we just forget and especially when we're feeling good <laughs> right and i don't want you to get into relapse and then be like oh i should have done this before or not have to do all this work to get back to where i was so we're wanting to prevent that or catch it in its early stages so think over your past experiences what are your early warning signs we also call this symptom management i'm going to manage my symptoms so i want to write a list what are my symptoms when i'm feeling negative to you know moods regarding depression anxiety anger again whatever moods you're having i know i keep using those three i apologize because there's so many but whatever you struggle with you know what are my warning signs if you're really not sure you can always ask people you trust in your life your partner your family good friends you know what do you guys notice you know when you know i'm feeling down they might say well you know you don't text me back right away or you don't seem to answer the phone or you don't um, you don't engage as much or I ask you hey let's go get some dinner and you say no thanks so you isolate more or maybe you're a little more short when I talk with you right or I notice that um, you know you're sleeping a lot you're not really eating too much so and what do you feel you know what are your physical things do you have muscle tension do your headaches start to come back you know what are the things that would be your symptoms and your early warning signs and become aware of that and, and make notes and write that down and again doing the inventories just going down those you'll be like oh okay here's some symptoms yes i didn't think about that happened for me another tool that you can use um, is to prepare like a plan of action right so again what am i going to do that's helped me in the past when i'm starting to feel sad or anxious or whatever the moods are that are coming back what has happened in the past so have it prepared so a great thing to do with your thought record is right now when you're in a good place i'd have you do a thought record about what might i think about if i did relapse so i know i've talked to you guys in previous podcasts that you can do thought records about past things that are still bothering you, current situations and things that might be coming up in the future. So this is kind of that future thing. So a lot of times when people relapse, their hot thoughts, which are your thoughts that are not 100% true, um, might be thinking that therapy didn't work, um, that you really didn't get as better and you know you, as, as well as you thought you did, right? You know, that your problems are too difficult and too severe that you're, you know, the therapy didn't really help in the long run and it was just kind of you know luck that i felt good for a while you know believing that you really are worthless if that was a belief that you had or a thought thinking you're going to be anxious or depressed for the rest of your life thinking there's something wrong with you because why did you relapse and other people are doing well so these are just some thoughts you know hot thoughts <laughs> that you may have and obviously you can add to that you know, what would your thoughts be if you did relapse? So you put that, so say we're doing a thought record, right? So a situation is relapsing, and then you can put down what your moods would be, and then what are my thoughts? And then what we want to do is we want to challenge those thoughts. So you're already coming up with new thoughts that will be like prepared and ready for you. Because when you're in that state of relapse, you know, it's hard to be positive and think okay what do i need to do instead of like uh and feeling hopeless again or thinking you know i gotta start all the way from scratch which is another hot thought <laughs> you know what is it that i can do 
to get back on track as quick as I can. And you're already already five steps ahead because you actually know the tools. You just maybe need to go back and use them again, right? So if you do a thought record, you know, or journal about what would your thoughts be, and then we can challenge them. So how can we challenge them? So in one way, and again, I have a podcast on your cognitive distortions, if you guys want to listen to that. But once you get your thoughts down and identify which ones are hot, and probably all of them would be my guess, you want to say, you know, am I having the all or nothing thinking? Am I overgeneralizing when I say, you know, that I'll be depressed forever, right? Or anxious forever. Um, a mental filter is when you're only focusing on the negative, which is, you know, that you relapsed. Is it a saying, hey, you know what? I caught it. I see what it is. I can get back on the bandwagon and get going again and feel better. You know, and my fortune telling saying like, you know, because this happened, you know, I'll never get better again. Fortune telling your future that, you know, I'm always going to be this way. So there's, you know, 10 cognitive distortions. You can identify which distortions are being played out here within your thoughts. All right. And then you would go on to say, you know, is there any evidence for my hot thought? What evidence doesn't support it? And then what is my new balance thought? So that's your whole thought record. And remember, just as reference, doing a thought record, my podcast that's called The ABCs of CBT will walk you through that. So doing one ahead of time when you're feeling well on if I relapse, what would I think? So this is a great, powerful tool that you can just have there, right? So you can just go to it. And you're not like, oh, I got to think of something. What am I going to do right now? I'm not, I don't know. I'm just overwhelmed. Hey, I can pull out my thought record I already did or my journaling about what my thoughts would be. What are the distortions I'm using right now that are hurting me? And what are my new thoughts? So that I can start engaging again in the tools that were most helpful for me. And let me tell you, regarding the distorted thoughts, they're going to be really strong distortions about your negative thoughts when you relapse because it's just so distressing. And again, that's why you don't want to wait to challenge and then have something prepared beforehand so that you feel more empowered to handle this when and if it happens. Another good way of thinking about relapse is seeing that it's actually an opportunity to grow. And even though, you know, it can be painful and frustrating to go through that, you don't want to get too discouraged and say, okay, here's an opportunity. Remember Dr. Julie talking about this, that I most likely would relapse at some point. Here's an opportunity for me to say, hey, can I use my tools again? Can I get started again? Let me pull out the journal. Let me look at my gratitude list. Let me see what I did to prepare for this. And to say, here's an opportunity for me to see that I can empower myself and I can get better and I can get better pretty quick. And this doesn't have to last too long. So then I can take all that fear away that if I notice that I'm, you know, struggling a little bit, I know what to do. And how great that I have all these tools already that I just have to kind of go back into my basket of tools, right? And say, oh yeah, these things really worked for me. And you know, to be honest, I've been pulling away. I've been feeling good. I haven't been paying attention. I need to get back and pay attention because my thoughts don't stop and they keep going. And I need to maintain it. It's kind of like an example I use is if you work out a lot, right? Or if you're, you know, lost weight, right? Once you get to your goal, you're not like, okay, I'm done. I can go eat whatever I want again, right? Or, oh, I don't need to exercise anymore. I'm where I want to be. 
like that is nobody has to tell you that you need to maintain the weight loss or the gains in the exercise by continuing with whatever plan you're on. And you know, they say maintenance is like the hardest part. The hardest part to keep it going. You know, when you're losing weight, you usually have, you know, a plan. This is what I'm going to eat every day, you know, boom, 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 right? And then you get there and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Because I have to adjust this a little bit. I'm not trying to lose more. I'm trying to maintain. So it's kind of automatic that you have a plan. It's the same for your mental health, that we all have to have a plan going forward. What works for me? What do I know is good and makes a difference? And you probably can look in your past and you've probably realized before you've heard this podcast and seen like, yeah, I just kind of stopped doing this or that. Or maybe, you know, you know, I got sick for a while, you know, and um, I didn't get back. To, I never got back to the gym. That happens a lot. I hear people, you know, for as an example with taking care of yourself, that uh, when people stop, they have a hard time getting going again. So if you look at it like, OK, here's an opportunity for me to see that I can get back to where I need to be and I can have good self-care. It's a different shift, a different way of looking at it instead of it being all negative. Now, if you're in therapy already and your therapist has not mentioned relapse prevention, ask your therapist, you know, hey, when we're done with therapy, I really like you to teach me some tools for relapse prevention and not just to call you and come back to you. That's always an option, obviously. I mean, you can always call your therapist, which is great. But what are some things I can do for myself? How can I prepare for that? So that would be a great thing to ask for if your therapist isn't offering. In the two books, again, I referred to today, you know, My Mind Over Mood, which is my go-to. In Chapter 16, it'll talk about the relapse prevention, go over some of the things I spoke about. And also in Feeling Great, they have a section also on staying feeling great and talks about relapse prevention there. So those are some specific things you can look at within those books, but also taking the suggestions that I made today. You know, talking about and thinking about the basics of cognitive behavioral therapy is we're having balanced thoughts, right? We're acknowledging that maybe some of our negative thoughts, that there's some truth in them, and there's also parts that are not true. And that's what I love about it, and that's why people get better, because we're really being honest with ourselves, and now we're just doing positive thinking, like, oh, you'll be fine, don't worry about it, you know, or if you don't feel good again, it'll, you know, it'll go away. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, and relapse prevention with a therapist might take 30 minutes to teach you, so it's not like you have to go back for sessions and sessions, but you need to come up with a plan. And that not thinking and worrying about relapsing, but just knowing if and when that happens, I know what to do. So I don't have to worry about it. And that's my balanced thought. It could happen, but I know what to do about it. And I don't have to be lost. And all the time and work I've put into getting well are be tools that I'm using the rest of my life and can sustain me the rest of my life so I can work on always having good mental health and taking care of myself. So that's it for today. I hope it was helpful. It's a really important tool within cognitive behavioral therapy is looking at the big picture and what happens when I don't, you know, or, or I'm not feeling good still, right? What, what part am I playing in it? What do I need to do? How can I change that? So remember, you can always reach me and email me at mycbtpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram under mycbtpodcast. And my website is mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. You can find other contact information there, my email, my office, phone number, if you want to give me a call, if you have questions. And if you found this helpful, 
please hit and subscribe the button to make sure you never miss an episode. Again, I really appreciate um, any reviews you would give me. That's really helpful to get my podcast out there to more people so I can continue to help and reach more and share this podcast if you know anyone that would benefit from it as well. As you go through regarding uh, if you want to order any of the books I talked about, you can click on the Mind Over Move book um, as well as the Feeling Good in my podcast and get more in-depth tools. And again, you can always reach out and ask me if you have questions or if you want to even referral to someone in your community if I'm not able to work with you depending on where you live. <laughs> so thanks again for joining me. Stay safe and remember to make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. <laughs>